Awesome, awesome, awesome. Welcome in the house of God this morning. Good to see you out here today. Come on, come on. Stand up with me one more time. I'm not going to let you sit down on me. Uh, I'm too nervous for you to be that right now. Uh, I feel like I'm doing the first sermon I've done in my whole life, to be honest with you. Just uh, pretty excited about where we're going with Decide. And uh, uh, actually trying not to get choked up about it. Because I believe the Lord's called us to help you do something. As a church, it's our focus, it's our, it's our vision, it's who we are. And that's to, man, I just know that if I can get you to a place where your purpose is known and a vision for your life is happening, I know everything else will work out. And so we strive to make that thing happen for you every time we come together on Sunday. And uh, I know that this series that we're getting ready to do is going to have a really big intention behind it to do that. And uh, Pastor Tiffany and I were talking, that's been a couple, three months ago now, a couple months ago, and, you know, as a pastor, you start to watch things in your church and in your people, and uh, we love you so much, we get up thinking about you, we go to bed thinking about you, we talk about you all day, and uh, not bad stuff, we just talk about you, we really do, we're engaged in your life and, and have so many relationships with so many of you, and and um, so not just here, but then you can start to see a pattern of things even across the nation. And you can see cultural divide beginning to ha happen. You can see confrontation coming because of cultural differences. And then you can watch it go around the world. And, and in that process of that, as a pastor, you, it's, it can be overwhelming sometimes because, man, you just want people to get it. Because if they could get it and that purpose then they can work out all of those other things. And it's really truth and grace that helps you balance all of that. The truth of the scriptures, submitting your life to the final authority of it, and then the grace of God that comes up underneath of that to empower you to do that truth. But there's another side to grace, and that side of grace is when you offer it to someone else. And if I can lead you to those three things, if I can lead you to a purpose and vision, through the truth, and then get you to understand the grace, two, side fold, two sides of grace in that, man, it's unlimited what we could do, the power that's behind that. And so my whole point is we were talking about some of these things and, and just watching some of your struggles, and watching some of your challenges, from relationships to differences of, uh, of opinions to uh, uh, health to financial. I mean, it's, we're talking life. It's what you're living to school and kids and baseball schedules and uh, all the sports schedules. And, and then, oh, come on, take a deep breath. <sighs> School's out. School's almost over. Come on, <laughs> for all you parents that got kids. And, uh, and I said all that to say this. As we talked about those things, we look to the truth to help you decide. Because it's in those moments that you're facing that it takes decision-making. And every one of you are faced with a daily life of making decisions. And sometimes what happens is because of the mundaneness of life and it overtakes you sometimes, we make decisions that are not necessarily the most important. And there's really just a few critical decisions that you make at the end of the day that mean the most, but we get overwhelmed by all the little decisions and then they kind of pull us into the world way of doing things and that, that we want to pull you out of that. Can I say that that's really the intention of this series? We want to pull you out of the opportunity of the world 
sucking you in to where you're not fulfilled and you don't have peace and you don't have joy and, and you, you, know, you, you, you can't dance with a little bit of soul behind you like Rashid up here. And, and uh, if you really let Rashid go, you would find out that, hey, there's another whole person in there. And we want to get you to that spot. And I believe that this series will help you do that. It's four weeks. All right? I started off today this service. Pastor Tiffany comes in second service at Senior Sunday. She's going to take the same series and weave it into their life and where they're going. Then next week I come back to you, going to weave it into you there. And then Father's Day, going to take the same message. We're going to weave it into the responsibility of fathers that can be so weighty and so overwhelming. And then we're going to take it there and we're going to land you on the fourth Sunday to really make a final decision. And it's called Decide. And you'll know what that is. And guess what that day is? That's Baptism Sunday. And I'm telling you, that day, if you've never experienced water baptism, following after an ordinance of Jesus Christ who did it himself, at that day, if you, throughout this week, maybe I'll pull you into that. I'm going to let you sit down in a minute. But if I can pull you into that decision of that day and tell you, just like this couple, you were scheduled, and he, at the middle of the baptism, said, I'm going to go do it that day. It was so powerful they did it as a couple. Story after story, story after story. Lori Warrington met our church through that day. And if I can lead you to that landing moment where you really made a conscious, make a conscious decision to serve God with all of your heart. I didn't say be perfect. I just said serve him. But it will require daily decisions on our part when we face the world of compromise that's offered to us every day. And when you're able to do that with truth, and grace, <laughs> you'll be fulfilled. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We honor you so much. We open up our hearts to this moment, to this time we have with you this morning. So grateful that you were waiting for us to get here so that you can impart the truth to us. And so we step into the grace of it together, the empowerment of the truth that will set us free. And we ask that that grace will help us to walk this out with the help of your spirit, the Holy Spirit. We challenge ourselves to renew our minds and to see things more clearly and to bring understanding and to see revelation. And uh, Father, we do this knowing that there's a power available to us far superseding, superseding any power on this earth. And so we accept it. Will you say it with me as a declaration together with your eyes closed and say, Father, Father in, Jesus name, in Jesus' name, I decide, I decide. to hear what you have to say, have to say. In, this in this service. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You can go ahead and be seated. Thank you so much for letting me open up like that. Uh, a new series is always a little challenging because um, you, you have so many places you want to go. And when you're a visionary and you see start to finish, you want to get to the finish now because you know what it will help you. But this is where I have to grow and learn patience and, and endurance and, and understand the importance of giving you step by step how to get there. And I was talking to the team, and, and, and being a visionary, the, the kind of the makeup that I am, um, you know, we just ended our series, Parables. Phenomenal series, but it was probably one of the most challenging for me to ever do. We have heard from different speakers, great speakers. Josh phenomenally taught us a message last week, twice. <laughs> Hannah came in and rocked our socks off the first one, and Tiffany was in the middle of all of that, and, and, and then I stepped in. And, but the most challenging thing is to do a one-time message for me because I see start to finish. 
not just one service. I say, how can I get you down there? And so um, I can be frustrating to the team in that because I'll come out with all of this and spit it all up. And, and, and the reason I say that, I want to thank the team for helping us put this one together. Um, it, it, they've really set a course for us to do that. And so I started asking myself, what, what, when they talk about the word decide, we need to define it a little bit. We need to look into the scriptures about it some. And then I, but as I began to talk about it, I said, we've got to define this thing because I think it's something that we all assume we know how to do it. And um, when you assume, anybody ever assume something got you in a big mess? <laughs> Absolutely. So hopefully I can help you do that today. But uh, we're going to start in this text. If you've got a Bible, you can go with me to Romans chapter uh, 14, I believe it is. Start right there in the book, chapter 14, chapters, excuse me, verses 12 and 13. Book written by Paul. And um, I'm going to start right here at the very beginning of this. And it says here, yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. Wow. Yes. Everybody say yes. Each of us, not a group of us, each of us. Each of us will give an account to God for everything you say, everything you do. It's not covered in grace. It's in grace that empowers you to do everything you say and do if you'll accept it. And so what we've done is we've taken the subject of grace and we've blanketed something and kind of gave us a freedom that's really not there. There's a freedom to do the truth. And so when we take the truth and we begin to apply this, if we really ask ourselves this question every single day, simply this, uh, is my choice right now, can I account to God for it? And he's pleased with it. Now, he's not pleased with your works. He doesn't want you to work at this in a sense that it's, it's burdensome. No, well, you find out when you work in grace, it's not burdensome. It's actually easy to do. And so when I ask myself this question, and you ask yourself that question, it says, yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. And, and what I like about this is, it says, so let's stop condemning each other. <laughs> so point at yourself. Say it with me. It's about me. Not about you. So, point at somebody else. I ain't worried about you anymore. Each of you will give an account to God for you, not the other person. So why are you trying to redirect the other person's life? Why are you so concerned about their beliefs and their thoughts and their makeups and their cultural differences? Why? You need to let that go. Because it ain't about them. It's about you. So we go on into this scripture a little bit more. He kind of shows us what to do with that thought. Decide. Everybody say decide. Instead, decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble or fall. Say it's about me. It's about me. <laughs> Quit worrying about what other people are doing. You need to decide this because they are not accounting to God for you. And you're not accounting to God for them. You're accounting to God for you. So go ahead and decide to quit worrying about what everybody else and their mistakes and their pitfalls and what they're doing up and down the street. You need to worry about what you're doing up and down the street because the scripture says very clearly that how we love one another will be how they'll know who we are in the kingdom of God. So decide. I'm just telling you up front that I'm going to love you today in this exhortation today. I'm going to lay the groundwork for where we're going to the end. But I need to prepare you to be an understanding. And I kept going to the team and I said, you know, if we don't do this today, we're going to get people working. And I don't want to get you working, but I do want you to get you, get you asking questions. And I want to get you making decisions, but do those in grace. 
And so I'm going to empower you today through some truth, through some vision, through some, just some defining moments of this. But I want you to know the central th- truth and theme of this whole series is to get you asking questions. What am I doing about me every day? Quit thinking about everybody else every day. So our decisions, I wrote some bullet points about it. These are just personal bullet points I thought of. Our decisions always affect someone else. Every decision matters, and every decision you make shapes your life in some way, somehow. (laughs) When I made a decision to get married, my life was shaped forever. Been the best life ever, the hottest mama in town. Let me just tell you, I'm blessed every time I get up. That was a good decision. The word decide in the Webster's, let's go to our English language. Let's see what it means for you and I today. Step outside of Scripture a minute and come back into this and see what it means in the Webster's. The word decide in the, word, in the book Webster's means to make a final choice or judgment about what to do. Everybody say final. final. It means to select a course of action. Say, I'm going somewhere. It means to bring to an end, conclude, or resolve something. And so here's where we're going to begin talking right now. And I just, if it's okay, I'm just, just got to go there. And it's simply this, that maybe it's time for all of us in this room, putting people differences aside, relationship challenges aside, money challenges aside, what I'm doing with my kids tomorrow aside, uh, whether they're going to love me or not love me, whether they're going to say yes to marriage or not. Let's just put every thought you get, that you, you want to, you want to just slap your husband uh, silly right now because he's just goofy and making a mistake. Same thing, vice versa. Don't slap your wife, you'll be in trouble. But somehow, maybe all of us in this room, we just need a fresh start. And what do I mean by fresh start? We're six months in. We're halfway through the year already. And I know that a lot of us stepped out, especially some of us that went into the realm of fasting for a whole month. We stepped into that world. We made some choices. We made some decisions. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do this. It's just the momentum. It's the moment. It's the time. I'm going to lose weight and I gain more. I'm going to read my Bible more and you haven't read it in five days. I'm going to tell my wife I love her more. You told her you hate her yesterday. You said, I'm never going to cuss another day in my life, and you've cussed more like a sailor ever since. You said, I'm going to quit drinking, and you drank like a fish more. I'm going to quit going to the bar. You've been to the bar ten times since. Maybe all of us in this room just need a simple, fresh start. It's individual. It's about you. It's not about the other person anymore. This is about you. Maybe you need a fresh start. Maybe you made so many mistakes, and uh, come on, guys, we live in a small community. Every one of you knows everybody's business in this church. You said, not me. I don't know what's going on in this church. Well, let me take you out there, and we'll go down the road, and maybe we'll find somebody, and they'll tell you their business. That's what happens here in a small town. There's plenty of people that love to tell you their business, and a lot of people love to tell you the business that's not even theirs. So put your business in order and let other people's business take care of itself. And here's what I'm saying. Simply this, forgetting what is behind, looking towards what is ahead. So the title of today for me is just simply, for me personally, I'm telling you, man, I know where this is going. You don't, but I do. Right there, I'm like, come on, Lord, can you leave me alone for a few minutes? I had two things right there that by the time I walk out that door, I got to do different. And then there was one thing he told me that you're getting ready to do that you're caught. 
And I'm like, man, you gave me, you sandwiched me. That's awesome. You put me into two places of decision where it's tough, but you put me right in the middle and showed me my purpose. And so when I think about this and I look at it, here's what I said. Here's a quote. This is going to help you today. If you've got a pen, please write it down. If, you've got a, if you can talk text, I don't even care. Talk it into your phone right now. It doesn't matter to me. The right direction tomorrow starts with the right decision today. The right direction tomorrow, say tomorrow, starts with the right decision today. So here's what I'm going to do. Here's the first decision we want to make. What I'm going to do is take you into the book of Philippians. If you want to turn there, you can. We're going to go to chapter, thir- chapter 3. I want to take you into Paul, uh, Paul writing a letter to the church at Philippi, a church that he established. And in this letter, as he begins to write it, he's in prison facing possible death for, uh, for just basically preaching. And here's a man that understands both sides of this coin. He knows the not serving God coin. He knows the other side of serving, the, of serving God. And he knows all of this very well. And here he's trying to, going to write a letter to the church at Philippi in thanks for them getting up behind him when he wasn't. And then he became, he became a man that preached the gospel and helped get them get started. They get up underneath and they've been supporting him all through all of, all of his changes. And he wants to write them a letter of thanks. And here's what he focuses in that letter. It's, I love how Paul writes because... Because he, he can give you a little bit of love and he can correct you at the same time. And he says the answer in this book, I'm just kind of giving the theme of the whole book. He says, look, the key to you having joy in your life will be your unity amongst each other. And you won't have it any other way. And what causes disunity is when we get into places. The Bible says very clearly, as we've been teaching, the, we taught the uh, students here a while back about honor. The Bible says a house divided cannot stand. And when you look up that word divided, here's what that word means. It means that I will start factions. Factions is one becoming two. And when one becomes two, it brings a group. And all of a sudden, that group thinks its voice is louder than any other voice. And it causes a faction and it causes division. And the Bible says it won't stand. It won't, it won't, it won't uphold underneath of the weight of the pressure that will come against it. And so Paul, in the mindset of this, he's telling them, he says, look, I want to show you something. I want to help you. I'm going to tell you very clearly that your unity and how you're functioning with each other will be the only answer to your joy. And you know what I like about Paul? He makes it personal about him instead of pointing out your weaknesses. Here's what he says. Philippians chapter 3, 13 through 14. Brothers, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. I love that. Why? Because that makes room for me. He says, look, I ain't perfect. I ain't got this all together. I'm a work in progress. Look at somebody. You a work in progress. Okay? He says, look, don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of of it, but one thing I do. Say, one thing I do. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Say this one thing. You know what? Sometimes you just need a reboot. (laughs) You need a reason to do it over. In the golfing world, you need a mulligan. You know what a mulligan is? A reason to do it over. And it's okay. Sometimes we, before we do anything, I want to help you before we start talking about maybe some of the things we could change and do differently. I just want to start with this one decision right now and to give you the privilege and the permission that I don't have to give to you, but I'm hoping you accept. Do it over. Do this life differently starting right now. You can do this. 
And he says the only way that that will start to happen is he starts by saying, look, forgetting what? Forgetting what's behind me. Now here, I kind of opened this up a little bit. Here's what I'm going to help you see. Decide today, whatever happened yesterday, whatever happened that shouldn't, <laughs> or whatever offenses or unforgiveness, whatever mistakes that I've made, Whatever holdup I had, can I challenge you to do something very powerful that might help you? Just let it go. Let it go. And say, you don't know, Pastor. You don't have any idea what they've been doing to me. Don't care. It's not about them. It's about you. You don't know what they did to me. No, I don't. And I don't care how bad it was. I'm not making light of how bad it was. What I'm saying is the only way to move from the bad it was is to move forward. And, but it starts by taking the place of forgetting. I'm not asking you to forget the mental image. I'm not asking you to forget the video. You can't do that. But I do know that the renewing of your mind can transform it so you can see the visual of that through the eyes of Christ. And you just ain't worth it anymore. You ain't worth holding me back anymore. Paul's saying, look, I'm going to forget. I'm not perfect. This is a work in progress. I'll have to do this the rest of my life, but you will start to forget. And then he tells us how. There's a how. There's a, the, he doesn't just say forget and leave it there and you've got to figure it out. He tells me how. <laughs> he says, strain towards what is ahead. So take your hand, point ahead. He says, strain towards what is ahead. And what he's telling me is this, simply decide to set a course of action. Decide to go ahead and resolve. Decide to go ahead and settle this thing once and for all between you and somebody else if you have to, between you and your spouse if you have to. For you to give up is to say God's not big enough to take it and to turn it around. And when it doesn't turn around and he takes something to turn it around, it's usually the person that's not willing to turn it around. It takes a decision. Sometimes we fall into this trap of the mundaneness of life and it's every day I don't know what to do and we get into that place where it's accusation here, it's accusation here, it's unforgiveness here. It's a trap where I'm not quite sure I'm going to be able to overcome this. I'm not quite sure. Sometimes it causes you to back up into a corner so far that you get into that world of, of unfulfillment and that place of unfulfillment, what happens is when the world starts to do this to you because of compromise maybe on your own part, it's, it's really a trap of the enemy. He's not stupid and how he works and how he functions he's coming to distract you enough so he can pull you away from the very thing that will keep you going straining that way and it's your vision and purpose for your life he wants you to lose sight of God's purpose. He wants you to lose sight of what that looks like. He wants you to lose sight. He wants you to question it and sometimes here's how we've kind of defined oh it's my purpose to be busy there are too many of you who are too busy you're so busy, you're not even focused. You're so busy that you're scattered. And then you're trying to figure out, why am I laying down at night and I can't sleep at night? It's because you're so busy that you've lost and walked away from the thing that can help you the most. And it's the purpose of God. Can I say this? It says, what happens, we can forget to strive after our God-given passions, allowing the worldly passions to take over, causing us to forfeit, forfeit that God-given purpose. <laughs> we're all about helping you find out this thing, but here's what I want you to see very clearly. It says, it will require consistent daily decisions in an ungodly world without compromise to guarantee fulfilling God's purpose in your life. And truth and grace has to be where you start. 
We are all about here at Coastal Family Church. That's why you're here. At every service you come to is to get you to your purpose, get you to your purpose, get you to your purpose, get you to your vision. Don't lose sight of it. Keep it, keep it, keep it. You probably get so sick of it. I don't care because if you're sick of it, that means you don't know it. Because when you know it, you are not sick of it. It fuels you. It feeds you. It makes you get up in the morning. It makes, helps you go to sleep at night. You sleep restful at night. Even when you work at night in your sleep, you still know that it's fulfilling your purpose. That's what this vision and purpose will do for you. And that's what Paul said. It won't happen until you forget, but you've got to strain forward and go this direction. Go that way. Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, NIV. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not see it? Now let me read it out of the message. It'll help you. (laughs) I love this. Uh, It says here, excuse me, I don't have the message. I'm sorry. It's just in my heart. Uh, When we stepped out to start this thing called Coastal, just get a little transparent with you. It was the hardest decision I ever had to make. Marriage was easy. Kids easy. All the daily things are nothing compared what this experience was for me in my life. It's just transparent with you. I was leaving everything that I knew that was safe. I was leaving financial I, was, I love my house. To this day, I still wish I had that house back. Now, it wouldn't mean nothing to you. You're like, man, what, what, that ain't no house. That was a house to me. I love that house. My in-laws, well, they live with me, so we just brought them with us. Friends, I had friends. I had a job. I had an amazing church. Church was important to us. It's, we, we live, breathe, and sleep Church, even before we were involved in church in a sense of job, it's just who we were. It's just we made the decision that that's just going to be our life. Had 2,500 people. It was just awesome. You couldn't wait to get there every day. It surrounded your whole life. All of that was perfect in my life. And then all of a sudden, God began to mess up that perfect side of me and called us to come here. And I remember some of the decision time of making this. It was a five-year span before we really made the final decision to come here. But when we got here and we made and we we come, oh my gosh. I couldn't totally see everything, but now I can see a lot more. I have been so blessed by you. You have changed my life. You're wonderful, you're good people. Even in all your stuff. I mean, I I can't even begin to express. I mean, I got love for my wife like no other. I got love for my kids like no other. But I got love for you like no other. And and it's it's hard sometimes to, to fathom even that change that's happened. I mean, even in the, even when you're having those days where some of you are just being a butt or just being a pistol. And, 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 I mean, we're living life. I get it. That's why we're coming to church to figure out how to do it, right? Well, well, and I'm supposed to help you do that. And so sometimes we hear all your stuff. And I definitely see it on Instagram and Facebook. Somebody just put everything out there. You need to quit that. Nobody cares. It's the first thing I think of when I see some of your stuff. I'm like... I don't even care about this. 
So that means if I'm thinking that, who cares about you a lot? About the people that don't care about you. They're like, come on. So <laughs> we're going to have fun, trust me. <sighs> I've got to be one of the things I'm getting ready to do as soon as I walk out there. I'm deleting your Instagram. It's mine, but it seems to be yours too. So I'm going to get rid of it because you guys just got too much going on. So I'm, my whole point in that is that story of coming here was a tough decision, but I've been blessed by it in such a way that I can't even explain what it's been doing for me. And the reason I say that is because Proverbs 29 verse 18 says this way, where there's no vision the people will perish. And here's the message. This is what I'm going to tell you. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. And it says, but when they attend to what he reveals, they're most blessed. What am I saying is, I went after a vision that God put in my heart, and I've been so blessed, I can't even touch but a speck of how to thank you for that. I, I, I don't even know, there's not, there's, I don't have enough money to repay you for the 550 of you that are here. So if there's anything that I can slip in there to help you more, and, and it's just to follow my purpose, and that is help you discover what happened to me. Your purpose. God's vision for your life. Because I know how experienced fulfilling it is for me, it's going to be the same. Maybe you need someone to come up underneath of you and give you that mulligan, give you that second chance, give you that opportunity to reignite what you left go and what you forgot. Maybe you need someone to just come in and say, it's okay, I don't care how bad and ugly it was, and everybody says it is and was, it doesn't matter, today starts new day. First choice and decision, forget it and let it go. Now, ho, 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 don't get all excited with me. Because already you're thinking of somebody else you can say that to. No, 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 no. This is your ball game. Yourself has to be the person you have to forget with and forgive for. And then you'll be able to offer it to somebody else. Let's talk about vision just a few more minutes. How important it is. If you look at the word vision in this ch chapter here, in these verses, here's what it means. It's a Hebrew word, calzone. It's not original. I saw a guy do it, and I thought it was awesome. Now, if you're not, most, some people from down some, on this end of the nation, you might not know a calzone, what it is. Now you do. It'll change your life. <laughs> but that, that, that's not what this word is. That's food. We're going to get some here in a few minutes. I can't wait. I'm getting ready to do a wedding this afternoon, and weddings were awesome at the end. Why? Because they had this major spread of food. That'll be Never mind. Vision, here's what it means in the Greek or the Hebrew. A dream, a revelation, a vision. Do you have a dream? Do you still have a revelation, a vision for your life? The purpose of vision for your life, I want to give you three things real quick. Again, this is foundational. You don't have to really write these things down. It won't make a difference to you now. But a vision for your life that God has for you, there's no doubt about it. He's interested in you a lot more than anybody else is. Spend a lot of time making you who you are. And he lives and breathes and sleeps you just like maybe I said I do, but he, can't, he trumps me in how I am. But a vision for your life will bring focus to number one, will be the first thing. And I was on the island the other day, and <clears throat> behind, what do you call it, uh, Andy Griffith's place there, I call it Banana Island. I don't know what you call it, it's just Banana Island for me. And I got this vision for a boat. 
You don't, don't judge it by the boat I got right now. But um, <laughs> the boat I got right now, I like it. I'm just getting the most out of it. It's what I'm doing. Uh, but I got this vision for a boat that I want, and, and uh, so I'm constantly keeping that vision in front of me. I go to Manio Marine. Where's Hunter? Is he in here? I go to Manio Marine about 10 times a week. Same boats, but I look at them all over again. I do. On, I love Sunday afternoon because I don't have, usually don't have church on Sunday night, and this is like, it's like a, a breather. What do, you, what do you think I do on breather day? I go look at boats. I don't even think about food, actually. I think about, but my whole point is I'm sitting on the island, and uh, I got this vision for a boat, and I want this, you know, about a 21 to 23 foot center console with a 225. I can tell you it's right down to the measurements of what I want. And so I'm sitting on the island, took these with me. Why? Because I want to watch the boats when they go by. It might be the one I want. And so I'm looking out there. I don't care if it's yours. If it's the one I want, I'm going to get it. <laughs> but sometimes when you put these things up there, what do they do? They create a better vision for you. They bring the vision closer to you. Huh? Something that's so far out there sometimes that you've, because of all of the mundaneness of life, has got away from you. You've got to bring this back and put these up to your eyes. But what happens sometimes when you put them up there? You've got to focus. A vision for your life will bring focus. They've got this really neat little tool here on the top, little ball, little rolly thing here. And it's interesting that I can put this up here and with a pair of reading glasses with it, I can probably ride those, read those numbers. Focus. Vision brings focus. Worldly desires and passions keep you unfocused. People relationships that are starving your time, that really you are like, why? Facebook, Instagram, why? It's causing me to lose focus of where I'm going. When I get that boat, you watch, I'm going to park it right there on Sunday morning, and you're going to have to look at it on the way in. <laughs> Vision number two, here's what it brings to you. It's what it brings to your life. Vision brings will bring endurance. There's no doubt since we've come here in Pioneer Coastal Family Church that I've had to endure some things that I didn't think I would have to endure. But because I've got a purpose and a vision, I'm willing to endure the cost that comes with it. The cost never outweighs the vision. The cost will never outweigh the vision when it's a vision from God because he'll pay for it. All right, number three. A vision for your life will bring fulfillment. I've talked to you about that already. But where should my vision come from? We'll get ready to land this plane here and get you ready for the rest of the series. And Pastor Tiffany, like I said, is going to come back second service and, and really just take us a little deeper. We'll go deeper each week. But here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, this is where I want to help you just begin. Everybody say reboot. Rethink it. Come on now. You're, you're getting a new start. You got permission today. First decision I want you to make, let it go. But if you're not doing something after that, your decision means nothing to you. All right? And, and God's never asking you to decide anything, never giving you instruction from truth along with the grace that's not going to be beneficial for you. Even the things that are more difficult at times that seems to let go of, they're, they're always going to be better for your life. <clears throat> And it's in Christ we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us and had designs for a glorious living. Part of an overall purpose, he's working out in everything and everyone. Let me just read some things here so I can get to where we need to be. But it will take a decision on your part every day 
to invite him into every part of your life. Now, here's what I want you to hear. Not just the parts that are convenient. Sometimes what we're doing is we are, have a tendency to fit the Bible into our lives instead of fitting our lives into the Bible. We're, we're, we're taking out the parts that I'm okay with and don't, don't touch that part with me, Pastor. I'm not. Truth and grace. Don't touch that. It, it, you know, any, any area, any area of your life will, will bring fulfillment and peace and joy when you submit to the truth instead of bringing the truth to bring it in. So what am I saying? We've got to be more intentional about the decisions that we make. And questions like this will be the questions that we'll have to ask. And these are really what we're going to do the next three weeks. I'm going to ask this first question to you next week. And we'll talk about it. We'll get in there. We'll dig it up. And it's simply this. What am I doing today that I should not be doing? Say it with me. Just so you can hear it. Say, what am I doing today that I should not be doing? Talk about it next week. Number two, week after that. How about this one? Sounds very similar, but it's not. Listen. What am I not doing that I should be doing? Practice. What am I not doing? No, 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 no. You didn't do it right. Say, not. Say, what am I not doing that I should be doing? Because if I can get those two questions asked and answered through the truth, grace underneath, offer that grace to somebody else, why not do it today? So here's the question I'm going to give you today, and then I'll let you go. What one thing, actually I'd like you to ask this every day of your life. Instead of thinking all the hundred thousand things you've got to think about, okay? How many get up at like 4.30 in the morning? Let me see your hand. You are the real people of the world. You get a lot done before 9 o'clock. All right, how many get up at like 6 o'clock average? All right, most of us. How many sleep till 10? <laughs> Sonny in the back. You the bomb. <laughs> Before you lay your head down at night, somewhere in your day, ask this question. What one thing, if changed, would make the biggest difference in my life or someone else's life? What one question, what one decision, what one choice that affects people that I could change today that not only just affects my life, but affects somebody else's life. We'll talk about it through the week. I want to read this statement here from Chris Hodgins. I thought it was so powerful. Uh, There was no way I could just quote it all out to you. And and he's a pastor of Church of the Highlands in um, Alabama. And it just kind of summarized where where I think we're going to land at this thing. That truth is God's standard, and without it, we lose our way. Grace is God's favor, and without it, we can seem judgmental and mean. Truth and grace together is the medicine the whole world needs. As we begin to hold high God's truth, say God's truth, and give freely the grace we received, we can journey together and make that difference that we've been wanting to make ever since we started the year off. Let me read it again. Not going to, you're going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Your decisions make you who you are. They can determine the life direction of another. What one thing, if you change today? You see, Paul gave us the premises to do that. He says, I haven't arrived at this yet. But he said, start with this first choice of decision. 
finalized this, resolved this. Quit picking it up. The hurt, the pain, the relationship, the money, the physical, the whatever. Whatever has been holding us back. He says, forget that. Let it go. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind is what we'll find out next week. Is what where this thing will really begin to help you. Transform what you're thinking in those realms, but you still got to let it go. But you got to go this direction to get to a place. You can stand up with me and we'll get ready to shut this down. The band, you can go ahead and come on up. And then Hannah will close us out here in just a few minutes. But don't disengage with me right now. Do you know you, there's a stereotype about you right now? Prove me wrong. And the stereotype is that when you see them come up and we say this, you check out because you're thinking out there. One decision make with me right now, that's not going to happen. Because you need these last few words to help you. When are we going to come to this place where it is about me? And we've taught you it's selfish to do that. I want you to be selfish. Because God's selfish about you. He's very intentional about everything about you. And so when we come against another, we're coming against something that he's very intentional about. Something he's very patient with. Something that he's focused on. Something he's willing to endure with. Something he wants to see fulfilled. And when we come against that, in any way, shape, or form, I'm telling you, what, ha- what, what is the root of that is not understanding. And we've caught, t- taken the word understanding and made it sound like, because I understand you, I have to agree with you. No, you're you. Your convictions are yours. But don't take your convictions and try to force them on somebody else. That becomes a faction. That becomes divided. That becomes a house that will fall. And Paul says, you've got to forget that. You've got to let that go. And now we at Coastal Family Church, we need to strain forward. And to do that, we need to be about the thing, make decisions that are most important by the end of the day. We need to focus on it. We need to learn what it means to endure through it. We need to come to that place where we're fulfilled in it. And we need to land on this final spot right here. What one thing, if changed with me now, that was going to be the thing that was going to help somebody else. You're not there yet. I'm going to help you get there. But I just want you to land on this last choice. The only one of today. Forget it. Let it go. Change your life forever. I love you with all my heart. I am serious about how much you've done for me and how much I'm fulfilled by it.